0: found out you know that from the i'll read out of this in a minute but we found out from matthew that it says when they had knowledge of him and uh, we pointed out sometimes people don't have any knowledge of the lord concerning healing or a limited knowledge or even worse uh, erroneous knowledge in other words knowledge that's an error <laughs> so we want to have a good balanced biblical knowledge of Jesus as our healer, and at the end of the service this morning, I let us in a prayer to receive Jesus as our healer, not just our Savior. And we ought to, just like we know that we've saved, you know, and that God's in us, and of course we, you know, people have made mistakes, I've made mistakes, but I repent, He's never left me. Well, receiving Him as my healer, He's in there to bring healing, He's in there to bring life, He's in there to quicken our body, I mean, make our body alive to Him, all the organs and tissues and different things, and the more I learn... I've corrected myself in areas where it might have been a hindrance to the healing working properly. We said this morning, worry will stop the healing power of God. I know strife will stop it. And not only stop the power of God to heal you, it will bring the things from the devil to you. Strife will. Unforgiveness will hinder the power of God from working in your life. Resentment, hatred, and of course sin repeated sin that people indulge in will eventually open that door for the devil to get in there and wreak havoc in people's bodies. So there are a lot of things we need to learn about healing and health and, and building the proper belief system into our inner being by hearing the word taught like I'm teaching you on this subject. It's such a vital subject. Yes, you, you probably, if you're normal... You probably have some relatives uh, that you will attempt to call periodically, and you'll ask them a simple question like, how you doing, and 40 minutes later you've been through three operations and 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 ever all the stuff that they're doing and the doctor's appointments and the medication are taken again i am not making fun of people but i'm saying god has a belief system put in his word for us to feed on until we begin to flow in the supernatural power of god by faith and god begins to be as the word teaches in proverbs 4 his word is medicine to all our flesh now, you know, there are sometimes that people, you know, get in a setting and uh, things like that where they've had surgery and had parts taken out or parts removed, different things. And if that's the case, then you have to believe for a supernatural creative miracle to replace that. Healing wouldn't work in that. There's nothing there to heal. And we're not making fun of that either, do we? we just keep believing. We're believing with people that need something replaced or whatever, if they need that, or, or or totally new piece of equipment if they need that. You know what I'm talking about in our bodies, or the or if you have a piece that's malfunctioning somewhere or another, then the ability to correct what is the malfunction there and create it to function correctly. Hallelujah! Your body is so complex. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a preacher, but I just I've done my I've done some homework, done some study, and I've been around people a long time. That's my that's my business, if you want to call it. You know, people. That's a shepherd and a man of God. He's dealing with humanity. Uh, that there's so much intricate things about your system that go on that you're totally unconscious of every day you live. <laughs> and 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 you don't even aware of it. I'm not either, unless something malfunctions. Then you go, well, what's that? Ooh. You know, and and if you can't get freedom from it pretty quick then you're thinking maybe i need to go get this checked or need to find out what the deal is or you see what i'm saying and i'm just saying like brother hagan said a long time ago give me the same opportunity you do your doctor and we can get you healed you know i know when i had pain in my side for 14 years you know i'm you know i I, I I went to doctors about it eventually and I said, you know, hey, you know, da-da-da, run some tests on me. do what? And one guy even said, just put me on the table, cut me open, look in there. Would you look in there and find out what the deal is and take it out or fix it and put something, do it. We said, I can't do that. And all the, you know, and God bless good doctors. We love them. We appreciate them. We put a value on them, especially Christian ones. But, you know, they, none of them could help me. In that setting And then Dr. Dufresne got into my life In that anointing of the prophet And anointing where you know He's got a healing endowment And different things like that And by the Holy Ghost you know Released his faith And by the Holy Ghost released certain Things that happened supernaturally And eventually that pain left me Yeah praise the Lord Didn't have surgery Didn't you know Wasn't taking any medication at the end there And I had taken some for a period But Uh, and it helped some but then it had other detrimental effects on me taking that medication so I decided to get off of it anyway now I want you to listen to me I've got a couple of comments here and then we're going to get started tonight so uh, I was going to say though when you go to a doctor you know and they say well you know uh, well we need to do this and that and the other test," and and, and you, you spend money you take off work you go down to the MRI place or the or the X ray place or the CAT scan place or wherever they have their equipment and you spend in your wait in line in a robe that's got the back out, you gotta hold the back so you don't shoot the moon to people and all oh, I just mean, all kinds of stuff. And you they want you to drink this or that for the top part of you or they shoot stuff up the backside of you and then take pictures and you gotta be exposed on a table. I'm just being graphic with you because see, you'll do anything to get out of pain and and you sp- you spend time after time doing things that's kind of embarrassing and, and kind of inconvenient to say the least and some of it even maybe even painful uh, momentarily just to try to find an answer. And you do that over a period of time. And so what I'm saying is give me some time to teach this into you because it may take to try to answer some questions you might have. But ultimately we know and we know from this verse, I'm going to read it right here, verse 34 through 36... Of Matthew 14 When they were gone over they came to the land of Gennesaret And when the men of that place had knowledge of him And of course I pointed out this morning They had knowledge of him as a healer They sent out into all that country round about And brought unto him all that were diseased If If the knowledge had not been that he would heal They would not have brought anybody to be healed If he was just serving dinner They'd have said come bring an appetite And he'll pray over something and they'll serve something I'm not making fun There were other incidents where he not only healed people But fed them or different things like that, but they they brought the sick to Him because they knew that He was a healer. Isn't that simple? I mean, isn't that simple? And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and how people could ever get it in their head that Jesus is opposed to healing. I got a good comment here. If God wanted you sick, no doctor could ever aid in your healing. think about that if God wanted you sick there's no doctor on this planet that could aid in your healing of course God doesn't want you sick he wants you well he created man in his own image and he's not sick it says he could swear by no greater <laughs> the only reason you go to a doctor is because he's greater in some area than you you know I go to an eye doctor to have him do what he does to my eyes because I'm not an eye doctor and I needed some help and I'm appreciative for him. But in that area he's greater than me. Because he has all the training and expertise in the very expensive equipment. To check out stuff. So it says here in verse thirty six, and they besought him that that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. This is the point. They were made perfectly whole. We have a right to expect to for God to make us perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. That's beyond healing. That's healing and health and walking in life really perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. So, this is our goal. This is God's goal for us rather that we be made perfectly whole. All sickness and disease is curable, but not all people are. Sickness and disease always obeys God, but not all people obey. Brother Kenyon said that. Maintain your confession of healing in the face of every symptom contrary to the Word, and God always makes it true. You have to hold fast to your confession of faith. By His stripes I am Healed. say that by his stripes I am healed so you need to be saying that ongoingly and when you're not saying it take some time to meditate on it think about it by his stripe, by what he did he may I am healed he makes me healed or as this says perfectly whole there's always going to be a conflict between your feelings and my feelings and the word of faith Never confess your feelings, they weaken your faith. See, well I feel this and I feel, well you got to be careful if your feelings aren't in line with the word and many times they won't be. If you talk like that all the time, that's the way it'll be all the time. So we we need to get our thinking straight here. Now, we talked about this this morning a little bit, the fact that over here, they had knowledge of him, and I'm not turning back to Mark 6. I'm just making a comment, and then I'm going to move to Matthew 8. But we know in Mark 6, they acknowledge that he could do miracles, but not in their midst. You know, over in so and so, we heard you did these great things, and that, but it says they were offended at him. And it says a prophet is without honor in his own company. So immediately, I can see here's some areas that get involved why people do not receive. Number one, they're offended. Number two, they don't believe it'll happen there. Isn't that right? And uh, and number three, there's no honor towards the ministry gift. And as we read on down there in Mark 6, about verse 6, he marveled at their unbelief. They had a belief system, but it wasn't in his word, and it wasn't in him as a healer, because they just reduced him to being Joe the carpenter's boy. You know, and... and uh, it's interesting to me it says he could there in Mark 6 he Jesus could could there do no mighty work not that he not that he didn't want to but he couldn't Do you know that Jesus cannot do some things for you and me unless we're available for him to do that He can't violate that You know there there there's there's all kinds of groups that gather and they don't ever have the miraculous power of God operative in the area of healing for sure because they don't teach that Jesus is a healer. So in their situation there to them on their level personally He's not their healer. And He's not going to be their healer. You see Jesus said He could there. I'm back in my head now to Mark 6, 5 and 6. He could there. Jesus So really, Jesus was not controlling His ministry. They were. Isn't that right? He he couldn't just violate that and say, well, I don't care if they believe or not, Father, I'm just going to get them all healed anyway. Nope, couldn't do it. So if Jesus can't do it, I can't do it. You, you're. I've heard people say well you just believe in all that healing why don't you just go down to the hospital and just get them all raised up and I said well uh, you believe in salvation why don't you go down there and get them all born again and then I would have followed up a second comment and you know as well as I do to whoever I'm talking to some of those people are not going to accept you and accept salvation that you're presenting they're going to get mad at you and tell you to get out and you're going to so you know it's people come up with the strangest thoughts outside of the scope of the Bible but my point is that Jesus' ministry in your life is limited to your faith or your unbelief yes, I mean sometimes and see people think well God can just do anything well he can't lie so he, and he can't violate his word and he can't make you do anything can't make me do anything either you know what I'm saying I mean Jesus he's not into manipulating people and dominating people we're talking about healing tonight and the importance of healing we have to have knowledge of Jesus as our healer see and and here's the thing if we get that settled in our heart number one he'll be healer to you if you have a faith system that's based on the word and number two, it won't, won't rock your boat when you pray for somebody and maybe they don't get healed. There's always a cause. <laughs> and, and, and if you did your part, it's not on your side. Isn't that right? So we need to understand that. Didn't Jesus tell that guy that he healed himself? Uh, he said, "Now go and sin no more. Listen to me here. At least the worst thing come unto you." So the man who God healed supernaturally under Jesus Christ of Nazareth's ministry, who had the full measure of the Spirit, I don't. I have a measure, but not the full measure. Not not the fullness that he has. He was the whole body of Christ when he was here. How many are following my thinking? Okay, I have a certain portion of that that he gave me, and it, he said to the guy, "If you sin now, then you're going to end up in a worse condition than you were before you got healed." So, what does that say? Even Jesus Christ of Nazareth could get people healed when they would receive it, but they could violate and disqualify themselves from walking in it very far. How many are listening? praise the Lord I remember when I was younger I didn't understand all that you know and then people in my church you know and I'd pray for them they'd get healed and then and and then some of them would just all of a sudden you know uh, get something go in for a little simple procedure and end up dying on the table and I couldn't figure that out at first then I realized this person was always critical always complaining always griping about me and about the church and he and his wife both, they thought they knew everything better than everybody else. A real opinionated, arrogant people. Well, he went in for just a little simple procedure. It shouldn't have been a big deal at all, and he never got out of there, man. He had a heart attack right on the table. And they weren't doing heart surgery. Hallelujah, don't try to figure out who I'm talking about. It's nobody's business. Now, I've just observed things over the years. I remember praying for a baby that had cancer one time, and the doctors confirmed it went into remission. They called it, and the baby didn't have any symptoms for quite a while. But the parents were not committed until they got to me about things. Of course, the only reason at that point it seemed like they were committed because of their precious little baby, (laughs) and brought brought the baby to me at like you know, the closing moments of this child's life. Of course, we did all we could to help turn it. And then I had church members that got involved that shouldn't have been opened their mouth again, loud mouth people and brought confusion into that situation and we ended up burying that baby. So, I you know, I didn't do that, but they did that. And then when I brought correction to the person because of that, I didn't say that they 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 cause it directly, but I had to bring some correction later and tell them you should stay out of stuff that pertained to me and this family. As a church body, you don't have you're not the shepherd. You don't have the right to speak into their life that I would. And you bring confusion into people. I mean, if I watch Christian TV all day, I'd be confused. Because we've got one preacher stand up and say it's God's will to heal you. The next one, he don't know. And the third one, God can kill you. You know, he may lay that on you to teach you something. You know, it's just crazy. Or if you wear a certain product on your head, somehow that's going to impress God. He's going to answer your prayer. It's just silliness. Just foolish, silly, ignorant people. Groping in the darkness to try to find some light. And yet, there's real preachers like myself and others who can teach the Bible and explain things if we had opportunity. That people like that are going to be hard pressed to get healed and stay healed because their their belief systems based on something other than the Scriptures. I'm not under the Levitical priesthood. I'm not even under Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And some of the things that Jesus said there are appropriate, of course. We're not challenging Jesus, but we're saying, like we taught you about the Lord's Prayer, we found out that that doesn't even have the name of Jesus on it. And they were praying for the kingdom to come, and the kingdom's already come. <laughs> so why would we go back, and pray for the kingdom to kingdom comes? Kingdom's already come. See, there's confusion in people's thinking, and this is why it's so muddied their prayer life, their healing life, and different things like that. You, when you have knowledge of Him you begin to have knowledge of him. Each time we teach on healing, you'll have more and more knowledge of him and it'll begin to close the gap for you so you could close all the doors to the devil and open all the doors to God and be made perfectly whole. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 8 here a minute. I spent a little extra time more than I intended there but it won't hurt us. Matthew 8, we talked about this this morning, and I think we ended up here, 16 and 17. When the evening was come, they brought unto him, unto Jesus. Matthew eight sixteen. Many that were possessed with devils, and the literal Greek says that had a demon, and he cast out the spirits, that's these demon spirits, with his word and healed all that were sick. There's that word all again, and there's the fact that they brought the people to him, to Jesus and He was able to get them delivered, and to get them healed, that it might be fulfilled, verse 17, that which was spoken by Isaiah. He's quoting from Isaiah 53 here. Matthew's quoting from Isaiah. And uh, He says Himself, talking about Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and he bare, and the word from the Hebrew there back in Isaiah, where it's originally written, it means he bore it away. He took it away. Remember my daughter's song, Sister Jessica, that he took it away. He took our sicknesses away. He took our pains away. He took our disease. And you may say, well, if that's true, how come I'm dealing with something? Well, you have to get renewed in your mind to this and get established in your faith that he took it. He took it away. There's a lot of people today in some kind of system of religiosity that they think they're born again because they attend church or they give a little money or they do a couple good deeds and that's not what born again means it's free gift that comes by faith in what Jesus did and that alone now once you do get saved James says you ought to be a doer of the word so you would come to church and learn and you would give your money and you would serve and, but you, those things alone without Jesus would not make you born again. So we got a system out in the world of religiosity or Christianism but not Christianity. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See everybody's got a belief system based on something. But well, we meet on the right day I'm sure when you get to heaven, that's not going to be a star in your portfolio. Or we wore a prayer shawl. See that? This, this silliness—it's just went a everywhere in people's head and thinking and what we should be doing, what I should be doing, which is what I do do, if you're listening, is help teach you how to grow up into Christ and mature where you can get a hold of God yourself personally. I'm here to add my agreement or to give insight maybe that you don't have, of course, since I'm the leader, but at the same time to teach you how to believe God, live for God, walk with God, move with God yourself doesn't matter if anybody else wants to believe anything on this planet he's visiting your house because you know how to believe him and you know him as healer deliverer financier friend god substance everything to you Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. see he took it we need to know that now, let's 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 just uh, think about what this is telling us here and let me give you some other different translations of this the New English Bible says, He took away our illnesses and lifted our diseases from us. I love the translator's New Testament, one of my favorite on this verse. He took away our illnesses and He carried away our diseases. He took away our illnesses and He carried away our diseases. We need to see ourselves over here and sickness and disease somewhere else. I listened to Brother Hagin on an iPod, or I might have been reading out of his health food. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But the point I'm making is, he said, I never see myself sick. What a statement. I always see myself well and whole and sound. I may be adding a couple adjectives, but that's what he said. I see myself well. I see myself whole. I see myself complete. I don't see myself sick and weak and beat down and pain and this and this and that and the other. And he says on a lot of his teachings, he was challenged on that by the devil, of course, and sometimes symptoms came. He had an incurable blood disease. He had a deformed heart and different things, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm talking about Brother Hagin. And he said he was born with that because of the sins of his father. there's a lot to learn and I'm going to do my best to put it in you as best I can just sit and listen see it's not all about you sometimes I'm not accusing you of doing anything wrong you know I'm not saying that but I'm talking to you if you'll listen I can help you evaluate your own life I have to evaluate mine and then we find out that there was a time you know all of a sudden his, he had some heart attack symptoms he was in a preacher's home, if I remember right, and fell across the beds. Anybody remember that story? Yeah. And he said, somebody ran to get his wife, and God, the Holy Ghost, already talked to her. She was coming. Another preacher was there, and he said, you know, they went to Philly's heart. I don't remember every detail. I mean, it was just, he was dying. And he and he said, I knew what that felt like. And he said, I said, Lord, I repent. And, then his, and his wife had to repent, because, see, he was traveling a lot, and his wife... There was some complaint there I think or issue there if I remember correctly about her not wanting him to go and then him you know feeling a lot of things and anyway he said I repent, she said I repent she fell on the floor and said I repent Lord you know whatever and all the symptoms left. Now I'm not saying that to put anybody down I'm saying that to elevate everybody by revelation. When we talk about you being perfectly whole you're going to have to perfectly obey. Well, I like all this about being healed, but I don't like giving my money. Well, I, you're not giving your money to me. You're giving your money because God said to be a tither and an offering giver. And do. I mean, hopefully that's the way you're looking. That's the way I'm looking at it. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and then what about something else? Your prayer life and different... See, there's all kinds of ramifications here. You can't just decide, I'm going to be disobedient. All of that stuff can pile up on somebody, but we need to see ourselves well, see yourself whole, see yourself, you know, praise the Lord. There's a lot to be said about imaging, correct imaging in God from his scriptures, and things that you need to see yourself, being and doing. Hallelujah. So it says, he took our sicknesses away, and he carried our diseases, Jerusalem Bible, for us. See, now that says something the other. For us, He took the diseases for us. He already took the diseases for, he paid the price on the cross for us, so that we could have healing and wholeness and health and be made sound and complete. Praise God. <clears throat> hallelujah I'm going to read this again that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bore or bare our sicknesses he took it he took it he took it now just common sense would just from that one verse if he took it then why would he turn around and put it back on me that doesn't even make sense. He took it. He took it. He took it. He took it. He, and he took it away. He took it away. He took it away. He took it away. Hallelujah. Now see, these are things you have to come back and feed on. You can't just, you can't just come to church alone and expect to rise up into being made perfectly whole just without you doing some homework I know that's not a popular word, but being disciplined in your life and doing what you need to do to take some time to just get in these scriptures and sit down and look at them and meditate on them. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. it. When you're a nationally known international author and you're on TV like Good Morning America and you're going to blab your mouth off and say some kind of crazy, foolish, very ignorant and even stupid statement that God is somehow putting something on you to bring you to Him, I am going to go sit at my kitchen table and open my Bible to James 1, 16 and 17 and look at it for 30 minutes to remind myself I'm right God's right, he's wrong. You don't feel like that, then you're not going to be ever get out here where I'm talking about. You're going to have to go back and renew your mind. You say, well, pastor, I've been under you a long time. I know, get out from under me and get doing it yourself. I've wore three Bibles out to your one. I'm not mad at you. Do whatever you please, but don't expect the results of everything I teach if you won't do the things I'm telling you to do to get it. <laughs> you know, praise God. I know there could be legitimate reasons. People aren't here for the prayer conference. That's fine. I'm not belittling anybody. Do whatever they please. But I'm telling you, if they if, if they can't didn't come because, well, I'm just too busy, and I already know what Pastor Jacobs knows, or I da-da-da-da-da, well go ahead Run into the wall See what that feels like It hurts Because sooner or later You're going to get to the point You don't know what to do Because you're not letting yourself Be trained and renewed In your mind to prayer See I've just used this illustration If you weren't here I'm not throwing rocks at you If you couldn't be here Somebody maybe went out of town Vacation, work commit you to be as, And I understand all that I'm not critical But you know when people Can do something Listen to this statement When you can do something And you don't do it You're wrong I don't care who you think you are You are not right (laughs) When you can do what you know to do is right And you don't do it James says that's sin my friend (laughs) Well I'm tired I just don't want to have to go back to church Well then don't But then realize that sometimes when we teach things like this You know about being made perfectly whole You may have disqualified yourself until you get it together enough to say, you know, God's going to be a priority. Pastor, what do you want from me? I don't want anything from you. I'm trying to help you grow up. (laughs) Well, it just seems like you just expect me to just do more than I'm doing. well you know I won't be I won't be smart like here but don't you expect me to know what I'm doing especially if you need me yeah just be honest I mean you don't normally come to me and say you know I got this problem I don't know what to do about it forget it let's go figure it out if you don't like it don't do it now how would you like that I think you'd think man pastor's kind of abrupt won't he ever read his bible isn't that right? <laughs> you know, I'm not being smart. I'm just trying to talk to you here. No, I mean, we all want God's best. And what we're doing, and we're, we're moving for it to be made perfectly whole, we're going to have to renew our minds to these things. And it's just like other things. You only have a measure of faith. You know, these are fake flowers. But if I, if it was real, I jerked that flower out of that pan, whatever that is. And it had real dirt, and I dumped the dirt out. And it was no dirt and I stuck a flower back in there. It's probably not going to do too well. It's going to have to be refilled with some fertilizer and dirt and the roots get a grip and all that. And see what I'm saying is you have a certain measure of faith. And when you're using your faith, you're using your faith whether you realize it or not every day to live and to walk in health and to walk in the power of God. You're praying every day. You should be and I am and you are. And we're using and extending our faith for things. Then we have to come back and get back in the Word and get the word back in us. And Brother Summerall said faith is reborn every day. I'm not mad at that guy for making that statement. But I just hate the fact that something like that would be said. <laughs> I know you think I'm mad but I'm really not. Well maybe a little. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm trying to show you though that Jesus took it. Jesus took it and he's saying Jesus brought it (laughs) I mean if you can't see that (laughs) you need to go back third grade Jesus took it and he said Jesus brought it Well, did he take it or did he bring it no he took it now people do things in their life that mess up stuff and then they're left where the devil can get to them but jesus didn't bring it the devil had it already he was trying to get to that person and through obedience to god and his word and living right and living clean and thinking right and renewing our minds and when we do get corrected we make those little tweaky connections you know what i mean by tweaky and i say well okay now strife's going to bring everything evil i don't think i want that i think i'm going to lock that door real tight there and put a barrier and a, and a warning sign slippery when wet and stay away from that area you know what I mean <laughs> before I get in strife and bring, open the door to all kinds of stuff yes. you know if it's summer and we got bugs out there and open the door there are all the mosquitoes are coming in for the lights yeah. I can't help it you know remember the, <laughs> all the bugs are coming <laughs> no you got to shut the doors Jesus took it but if you live right and live clean then you stay in that protective even Job in the first chapter it said God hedged him about not only that not only him but all of his household and all his stuff the devil couldn't get to his stuff but he got in fear over his children and continually doing the same thing over and over out of fear and then that opened the door for the devil to get in there so we're talking here about some things. I know we are. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Matthew 9 and 35. I'm just about done in a minute, and I want to minister to the sick if you're here in just a few minutes. But <clears throat> we're talking about building a belief system in us for healing. Uh, verse 35 of Matthew 9 And Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, let's look at this and break this down. Jesus, now He's talking here, Jesus the person, but we also know John 1, 1 says what? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we could say, and the Word became flesh, referring to Jesus, John 1, 14. So we could say, and the Word went about all the cities and villages, including New Albany, through Pastor Jacobs and others who are teaching tonight the Word, teaching in their synagogues or places of worship, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I want you to notice the progression here. He didn't put healing first. And there's many other passages I could bring you to. I won't tonight for time. But teaching was first, preaching was second, and healing was third. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Teaching, preaching, and healing now sometimes people don't want to be taught they don't want to come in and sit up under the word Pastor Jacobs he's long winded he just goes on and on he's got more scriptures than I can count I run out of paper to write on my hand is cramping my God when's he going to shut up now maybe they don't say that ex- externally but probably many have said it internally and I'm thinking about a fellow that called the office see this is the way man thinks without a renewed mind called the office one day because i got recommended by somebody else that we preached healing by the way did you notice in this that he went about teaching and preaching the gospel you know sometimes people criticize people like me well pastor jacobs dr jacobs you're off on a tangent with this healing well it says it's part of the gospel and it's not just a part of the gospel. It's able to heal every sickness and every disease. Now How does that become an addendum on anything? <laughs> so anyway, this guy calls and he says, I want to have lunch with Pastor Jacobs. I need healing. See, that's his thinking. Going to go buy me a hamburger and I'm going to slap hands on him, greasy hands after the hamburger, <laughs> in the car, I guess, on the way back to church and pronounce him healed. And I told Donna, I said, well, you call him back, and you tell him if he wants to be healed, then he needs to be in the service, because at that time I had healing school on Tuesday nights, be in the service. When I start preaching, unless he, unless he has to work or something, I expect to see his face, which I will not recognize because I don't even know who he is, but if he comes in late, or he doesn't come until the end, I'm not praying for him. See, because here, see, somebody's wanting to cut something short here. See, don't follow the rules. The rule was if you want to get the gospel of healing to work and get under a place where you can be healed of every sickness and every disease, then you're going to have to come to hear the teaching and the preaching first before you get to the healing. See, you just think I'm being hardcore, but I'm not being hard at all. I got thinking today, boy. You say, I sounded, you know. Of course, I leave my preaching in the pulpit. It, you know, sounded kind of rough on those people on TV. Some of their comments, but I went back and read this afternoon to myself Romans three, three and four. What if some did not believe? Uh, you know, their unbelief will not make uh, of, of non-effect the faith of God. But let let God be true and every man, a liar you're going to talk what you don't know you're talking about you're lying about it you're lying according against the scriptures how could jesus brought it when i just read he took it so i had donna to call the guy back we weren't mean to him or anything i said be sweet but let him know i expect to see his face and then he can come and get healed if he needs it or whatever so he came he had cancer in his body he said he did came up i prayed for him some of you might have been here Power of God hit him hit just like an explosion. He went back to the doc, Didn't see him for several weeks after that. Then he came back and said he came to me after said I got healed. He didn't volunteer to come be a part of the church or do anything else or anything at all. And then he's gone for another year and then he shows up. I don't get it. How would you go to a place and get that kind of results and then just flippantly? not important unless i just feel like showing up you know with my precious presence sometime in the future you, you, you sound pretty cocky no i think that sounds pretty smart ellick for somebody to need a dramatic healing and i'm glad that god and don't misunderstand me i'm thankful jesus is a merciful jesus and, and i'm merciful too but see that don't add up if i got that kind of help And then I'm not committed to anything there. I mean, I'm just... See, this is people want some kind of blue light special. This is why I'm hammering this a little bit so you know if you want to be well and you want to be made perfectly whole, we're going to have to do it God's way and it takes some time to get established. I'm not mad at the guy. He can do whatever he wants. But I know this, if he's not feeding on the Word and he's not under a man of God that understands these things to teach it, uh, that's pretty vulnerable after a while you're going to be vulnerable out there you know I've watched the discovery channel sometimes an animal planet and I know all the predators look for the weaklings the lions and the cheetahs and the so-and-sos you know they're looking for the weaklings when they're, in a, when they're hunting, they're, they're looking for uh, a buffalo that's stumbling around or not with the pack or he's out by himself or a little calf gets away and boy, the chase is on, dude. Because yeah. they get separated from the pack. I saw a thing about lions the other day and the elephants, you know, as a group can take them on but you know and they were trying to get to one of those baby elephants they didn't in that particular broadcast but the elephants I mean the uh, tigers were so hungry or lions I guess it was lions were so hungry eventually they got one of them separated a big one and they just took that thing down about 20 of them they got him separated enough from the herd and they all jumped on him they ate on that for about a month it said (laughs) yummy dinner but see now see this is what I'm saying that's a type of what people do when they run off when they got help somewhere they run away from their help Where if they got something to begin with they should have there should have been it's not about me but there should be an attitude of appreciation <laughs> and thanksgiving <laughs> oh my goodness people are hilarious but not very smart sometimes one couple said to me, I said, I noticed you haven't been here a while. I was checking on you. Well, you don't love us anyway. I said, well, wait a minute now. Let's just analyze that. I was in one of those modes. <clears throat> I said, wasn't that you I picked out of the crowd about uh, two months ago and ministered to you four different times in about a six-month period? And wasn't that your husband that went to the hospital that I came down to pray for when he did something stupid? And didn't I bring you in and counsel you and your husband when you were a mess and all messed up with a lot of issues in your life and spent my time to love on you and pray for you and believe for you? Was that not me? You don't care. I said, no, you're not right. And you're a liar. You don't want to come back, fine, but don't tell me I don't love you. You tell Jesus that and he'll defend me. You might run your mouth off to me, but you're going to tell Jesus that and he will defend your, your shepherd that was a shepherd to you when you needed a shepherd. Don't pull that on me. Well, I don't know if I like you anymore. Well, no, I'm just being honest. You know, we, we, we're here to tell people the truth. Some, I don't even fool with that kind of stuff anymore. You know, if people don't want to stay, then they just got to do what they got to do. Then that's between them and the Lord. I, not even between them and the Lord. I don't think the Lord's telling people to do what they do sometimes. But anyway... <clears throat> anybody listening not mad at anybody I'm really not right now I'm just telling you the way things go down sometimes and then they wonder why their life becomes a mess it's not because of me but you cut yourself off from the word of God and the revelation of the word then things begin to go haywire just a verse down from this verse 36 when they saw the multitudes Jesus when he saw them he was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered as sheep having no shepherd see that's another reason some people don't keep their healing they don't really have a shepherd now this person I'm referring to a minute ago uh, not the one said I didn't care but this other person I don't know where they go to church I don't even know if they go to church regularly and how many understand what I'm saying so you know you don't maybe have even have a shepherd And the Bible says when you don't have a shepherd, you're scattered and you're weak and you faint. And verse 35 would apply to that too because they're not able to get under good teaching, preaching and healing ministry. And you know, I mean, just because I have a healing endowment doesn't make me special. The point I'm making is teaching and preaching will bring healing. Remember Paul? I I quoted that this morning out of Acts. It said in Acts 14 there was a man of Lystra, impotent in his feet. His legs didn't work. He was a cripple uh, from his mother's womb, if I remember right, who'd never walked. But he heard Paul speak. It said Paul went down and preached the gospel. Didn't say anything about Paul having any special anointing on him at that point, or, or moving by the Holy Ghost, or anything. Just he preached the gospel. And he perceived after he preached the gospel, the man, the man he's preaching to as well as the congregation or whoever was there, but this man particularly, he said he perceived he had faith to be healed. And he said, Stand upright on your feet and be healed. And the man, before he knew he couldn't, before he had time to think about it, just stood up and walked off. That's right. Now here's an interesting thought to throw to you too. He had faith to be healed, but he was not healed until he acted. He didn't have faith to be healed until he heard the gospel. There's nothing mentioned there about any kind of supernatural gifts of healings, working of a miracle. Paul got this by the Holy Ghost. None of that's in that passage in Acts 14. It's simply they preached the gospel. And the gospel came to the man that was crippled and brought the faith of God and he got a belief system put into him for healing and it engaged and when Paul looked at him perhaps that's when he had enough sense to say you know I perceive that you have faith to be healed and just tweaked the guy enough to jump up and start walking and he was healed but he already had faith to be healed but he was not healed in the sense of manifesting it until he acted on it this is why we try to get people to act on the word of God hallelujah we just told you recently we were in mexico and uh of course you know i was in my room a lot in mexico (laughs) not because of montezuma's revenge and other issues i had with my body but uh i came a couple nights and one night i did get back i think it was the last time i went maybe i don't remember right now anyway dr frank came over and leaned over and put his hand up by the mic and said can you help me minister to the sick uh Michael and I said yes sir and so I got on up and uh, we, we had people come that had issues with their legs and their spines and bones and things and he said you take from this side over and all anyway I prayed for this gentleman in a wheelchair and the guy behind standing behind him was Dr. Powers and he said he saw something go into him when I laid hands on his legs and so I stepped away from the man after a few minutes and Dr. Powers said you know you can get up and walk if you want to and the man said he did in Spanish to Dr. Powers and so he put his flippers up you know the things at the bottom there and helped him get up of course he hadn't used his legs in 8 years so it was kind of wobbly you know and he put a guy on each side of him and he started walking He broke out in a sweat because you know he hadn't used those muscles man they were it was like you know constant twitching of trying to, to move those legs but he got up walking and his wife doctor finally he came over this side and he said hey what's going on here and who's, who's this guy belong to and the lady came it was his wife said he'd been like that for eight years and finally doctor said just put him in a chair don't put him back in his wheelchair but set him in a chair because he's tired just let him sit there a minute and then if he feels good enough get him up again walk him again in a few minutes so, but he, had, he acted this is my point he acted on the word of God Amen. hallelujah you getting anything out of this? (laughs) I love this verse that Jesus, the Word, went about all the cities and villages teaching, preaching, and healing, and preaching the gospel, and He was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Every sickness and every disease among the people. Hallelujah. Let's go back to one last scripture real quick. Exodus 15 and I want to look at this with you for a second and then we're done tonight somebody might say well pastor if this is all true and I I know you believe it is then how come is it that sometimes people uh, are struggling in this area I have four things I want to just mention to you quickly you could write them down won't take much to write it number one error you know E-R-R-O-R wrong doctrine and uh you could put beside that, if you like, Isaiah 5, verse 13 and verse 20. Isaiah 5, 13 and 20, error. And it talks there about, you know, calling things light when they're darkness and calling things different things when they're, it's wrong. It's error. So sometimes people are told things that are in error. And it's interesting, whatever you're told, if you believe it, that becomes your belief system. Isn't that interesting? You know. I mean, you you just take this politicians and, uh, and the preacher, sometimes we get accused of stuff that really didn't go down the way at all that people are told that it went down. Somebody said one time to me they didn't have any business saying this to me and I told them so because they said, I heard that you asked so-and-so to leave your church, this particular couple. And I said, well, sir, first of all, that's none of your business. This was a private meeting between me and a couple leaders and this couple, and that is a flat lie. If you have no business even approaching me about it, this is none of your concern. I'm the leader and you're not. And this was a private meeting. But I can assure you that I have other witnesses still in the church who heard me say what I said, and that is a flat lie. I did not ask them to leave. In fact, I asked them if they would stay and get restored. Yes, and besides my wife, I have two other couples that are still in the church that could validate me on that. See, here's error, and this person in their head, walking around my church, acting like they're a sheep of mine, thinking that I'm the heavy that I'm the bad boy and I did this and I said that when that's not at all the way it went down and so they have a belief system now that I'm a meanie weenie and I told somebody to get out of the church. Now in that setting I did not. In fact I said I would like you to stay but I'm going to have to strip you of your authority because you mishandled it. I gave it to you and I have the right to take it back and I'm doing so based on your disqualification of using the authority I gave you and you know see we're talking about error so some people have things from God that that they think God said or God does that's error but that's their belief system like God puts things on you to teach you see that's just not right it's error and that error though is the way they believe about it so when things do come to them they they don't know how to rightly divide that or discern that. You know, we have to understand some things, folks. I am not mad at people, but when I watch my news, my 6 o'clock news two or three years ago, and there's a preacher there that's crying, and it shows a house burning behind him and firemen working still and a pastor standing next to him and, they, you know, Wave 3 News or somebody saying, you know, and the, and the guy says well this is my pastor and I don't know why God did this to me and my children are in there and my wife and they all died and I'm thinking oh my gosh I can't believe you and your pastor are telling the whole community that God did this what purpose would God have in doing such a horrific crime I mean if people are charged with arson for doing that we put them in prison for some kind of manslaughter or murder I don't know what the charges would be but that's not right that's a criminal act you know and I I just want to go oh God help me to teach the truth to people you know you're not going to convince all your relatives that what I'm saying is right and I'm not expecting you to but you need to know what's right for your own benefit and you can live a full life and a satisfied life and live out your life (laughs) And God will show you His salvation. Which His salvation is a lot different looking than most preachers' salvation. And church survey, you know, salvation ideas. <clears throat> number two, traditions cause the Word of God to not work for us. I'm going to hurry. Traditions. Number two, and that's in Mark 7. You could look up that for yourself later. Mark 7, traditions. Number three, not rightly dividing the Word you know 2nd 2 Timothy 2:15 and I'm going to deal with that in the future at some point in details but number 1 error number 2 traditions number 3 not rightly dividing the word 2nd 2 Timothy 2:15 and then number 4 past experiences sometimes people are basing what they believe on just past experiences and uh, the verses is Romans 3 3 and 4 past experiences in Romans 3, 3 and 4. You know, I told you, I think I told you this, that years ago somebody tried to help me to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, but they had wrong information and they said it to me and since I didn't know anything about it, I assumed they knew what they were talking about. So I knelt down to pray thinking God's going to get a hold of my vocal cords and make me speak and I never spoke. So my belief system said, well, I guess it wasn't for me. When all the time... I didn't know Acts 2, 38 and 39 was in there that this promise of being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues is for me and my children and all who are called to God. I didn't know that verse was even in the Bible back then. It was in there, but I didn't know it. So my belief system said, well, I tried. I guess it wasn't for me. You can see why I get kind of stirred up teaching on healing because some people will come to a church like this because they heard from somebody they heard from somebody they heard from somebody somebody they heard from somebody from the second aunt removed on the left side that this church teaches something about healing and they got 90 days to live and they come for one service and they want a miracle and sometimes they get it but then they're critical and they don't stay to hear the whole gospel truth about it to get things corrected where they could have their healing and walk in it hallelujah anyway just talking to you not critical I'm just talking the Bible Jesus he's the one that rebuked the shepherds over in Ezekiel 34 for not ministering to the sick not me he rebuked the pastors for not ministering to the sick and that word means sick physically sick not dealing with it man that's a pretty serious charge I mean I pray God that God, when I get to heaven, He'll say, well, you did a good job, son. Did your best, you know, to help people. All right, here I am in Exodus fifteen twenty six, And just the latter part of this. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. He says, "He says, if you will diligently hearken, the first part of the verse, to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what's right in His sight, and give ear to His commandments, keep all His statutes, I will put or allow, the Hebrew says, none of these diseases, none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee again it's a you have to know the Hebrew there he didn't put it on them but he had to allow it because they violated things and he had to take his hand off and then the devil came in and actually put the sickness on them because we found out what? that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth I told this missionary. He called me. I said Acts ten thirty eight would solve it all if they just get a hold of that one verse about God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're all ganged up on sickness and disease, and the devil's off by himself, the author of it. So anyway, praise the Lord. Let's stand up together. Anybody here tonight? You need healing? Would you? Would you please come on up to the altar if you?